we want to introduce you to our newest partner here in the fish tank. Yes, Planet Protein, a South Florida plant-based nutrition company providing rapid-fire nutrition for tough times in our lives. Featuring peanut butter cup, cherry Ooh. almond fudge, and the incredible chocolate magic protein shake mix juice, Planet Protein is the one-stop solution to keep your day going. Yeah, whether you're suiting up for Sunday. Now, you know something about that, don't yeah, you, Juice? Just a little bit, or you know, watching from home. I know about that. A lot about that, right? <laughs> Too much. Everyone has a need for quick, delicious, and nutrient dense solutions for go time and each product is packed with 20 grams of plant-based protein and superfoods to amplify your place in the game of life and guess what juice we've got a great deal for our listeners use the code fish tank that's all capital letters all one word fish tank and receive 20 percent off all purchases at planetprotein.com and also check them out on instagram at planet underscore protein you're now diving into the fish tank Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Seth Levitt with my main man, O.J. McDuffie. Juice, how we doing today? What's up, Big Seth? There's a lot going on today, Juice. We're having a little expansion project here in the Fish Tank studio, so I apologize to the listeners. Are we getting that big already? Well, I mean, you got to. We got got some big dudes who come into the studio (laughs) here, including our guest today. But so if you hear some hammers (laughs) and some drills and all that shit, I apologize in advance. And I really owe an apology to our guest here. How about this today? So Juice sends me... A message. He says, send me your address. I, I didn't text, say... You, uh, you your, said your, your address. Your, yeah, I'll go your? look it up. I text the address. <laughs> well, you know, we got to welcome our guest. Lewis Oliver, welcome to the fish tank, man. How what, are you? What up, Seth? What up, Juice? What I'm up, good Drew? now that I found this fucking place. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to apologize. You guys in the Everglades. Well, I sent you to my crib. I said, so Juice said, what's your address? I sent him my address. And then Lou called, where's Lou? He's always on time to everything. So right. I'm sitting out in front of here, but I'm in a damn residential neighborhood. So, But the right. house looked good. Nobody was trying to break in. Nobody was, was there. Okay. I mean, I don't know if somebody was in there in the curtains were shut or, or what, but I just pulled up in the driveway and, and hold it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, well, thank you for being here, man. And then my other thank you, Juice, you got to keep booking the guests because every time he books a guest, Lou, they're gators, man, and it's great to be so over many the gators. gators. So man. many gators, man. Hey, man, you in Florida, man. You go, <laughs> That's it. You know, says, I'm sure you got gators in your backyard, so you can't get away from us. We do, and I'm not yeah. trying to run. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. I tell Juice all the time, it's great to be. I mean, we've had Channing. We've had Nat Moore. I mean, we just we we definitely like they keep to talk. coming, man. They they listen, coming. just to, just speaking of Gators, I'm I'm talking. Fo- I mean, if we're gonna be talking football and a whole lot of other shit, here's my <laughs> thing. Here's my thing. Who who's the director player personnel with, with the Dolphins currently? Yeah. Well, Mike Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum, Tannenbaum and okay, Chris Tannenbaum. Greer This is, is what I need yeah. Tannenbaum so to understand. So those are your guys who are getting we the We do players. not lead, need to lead the fucking state of Florida to get talent. As a professional football team, I mean, we got juice. I mean, every now and then <laughs> you need to go outside. Even a broken clock <laughs> is right yeah, twice you, a You day. know, you, you pick up a talent like juice from Penn State. But why go out of the state of Florida? I, I it's think too it's a, much talent in here to lead the state of Florida. It's a fair question. Why am I reaching for a, a, a defensive tackle or offensive tackle or any 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 position offensively or defensively? I can find it in a, in a state school, university school. Makes it's all the sense everywhere. of the world to me. Especially down like, in South Florida. You look, can go look to, at all the talent yeah. that Shula let get out the University of Miami. Jerome Brown. I mean, Michael Barrow, Ray Lewis, all of those guys. But the ones we we, we picked up, they were pretty mediocre for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they're getting the wrong guys. They're getting right. the wrong guys. Imagine how much money they could save on the scouting department if they just recruited the state. What? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think they'd pay the PR guys more yeah, if they did know. it? No, I probably doubt not. It. I doubt it. Sam. Probably not. Well, you know, that's the thing about it. Talk about Florida talent. Yeah. We got a Bell Glade kid here. The Muck. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Hey. Tell them about the Muck, Lou. Hey, man. it's a You know, I come from a very small town, big on football, big in track. Um, You know, we put a lot of guys in the league, Um, still putting guys in the league. It's really nothing to do there. The sugar cane, Muck Rabbits. And football. So that's real. The muck rabbits. Yeah. Is, that's a yeah, real yeah, deal. Yeah, huh? That's you a ever, real thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've never, I've never been in, I've been in the cane field, but I've never been in the cane field when they were burning, burning the sugar cane and the rabbits running out. A lot of my friends, they go chase the rabbits with their dogs on bicycles and and sticks. They come back with a hundred rabbits. Is that dude. right? Hundred rabbits. That wasn't your thing. I mean, my parents wouldn't allow me to go out there. I mean, oh like, really? No, I mean, I just hang around when the dudes came back. To the apartments, uh, came back around the house, and we go out there and you know count the rabbits and peel the skin off and and clean them up and cook them. That's what's up, man. That's real country right there. Hey, man, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is definitely country. We we coon up north where I'm from, man. <laughs> man, so. we get, we eat raccoon down here, yeah. turtle snapping turtle, yeah. man. You name it. My granddad would eat. A possum. Yes, I mean, sir. everything, man. Wow. Raccoon, goat. Yeah, I mean, you that turtle. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, a re- I'm a real outdoorsman, Juice. I'm a Paul Bunyan <laughs> reincarnated. <laughs> but I love that he had someone else was bringing the rabbits right, in. Right. Y'all go run. I'm going to lift some weights. You guys, you little guys go run around and do that shit. <laughs> Bring me back my rabbits. I like that. So you go to Gainesville. Yeah. Now, Channing told some story, and Channing's a unique kind of guy. Oh, my God. But he told some Gainesville stories and he you know we have to play it for you running from police and police on horses and this and that and fighting and pastor troy and the whole deal (laughs) was your gainesville experience anything like this no i mean i don't i mean as these guys get younger Seem like to me they get more stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, he can, blamed it on Hennessy. Huh? Well, see, I'm not a Hennessy drinker. Okay, <laughs> so maybe that was the deal. You know, and I and then I didn't drink in college either. So uh, you know, so all I I was about was just school and trying to get to the league, right. and that was it for me. Well, apparently it worked you know, out. But yeah. you know, and the girls, you know, it was <laughs> what <laughs> what what the, oh, them gator girls. Oh boy, that, whether they were gator girls, it didn't or matter not. what it. <laughs> So now, did you limit that recruiting to the state, or were you more global in that sense? Hey, man, I, I was where I was. I mean, I was okay. dealing with what I had in close vicinity, you know, and then when I traveled, you know, I traveled. Okay. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, and we, we talk about you in the Gators. I know one of your running mates in, in Florida was uh, in, in the secondary was Jarvis Williams. Yeah, that was you my know, you dude. You did one-two punch back there, oh, huh? now, now, you know Jarvis. I mean, you know you know how sad I am that Jarvis passed years ago, Juice, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know the kind of fun we had with the Dolphins, man. <laughs> that Jarvis, oh, boy. Oh, you already know it. <laughs> I do know. I do know. Oh, man, we wouldn't give a guy a break. I mean, you hit that plane in that locker room, Jarvis and I was tearing your ass up. I mean, if you had on anything that was that was oh that that you shouldn't have had on oh man it was just jokes for for days. For well, days. Lou, I didn't think you could win on the plane. No matter what, no matter what you were wearing, you you were coming at somebody. No, you no, you could win. You could win, but if if your outfit was just off and you thought it was so on, <laughs> that's when we really but like Duper, like we would always kill Dupe. Like Dupe would get on the plane with white slacks on, and then he would also pack. Three pair of the same exact white white slacks. Like what the fuck? 
<laughs> How many can you wear on one trip? Right. I mean, we 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 take off on Saturday. We he didn't back want him Sunday. to get dirty. Right. I'm trying to figure out where was he going <laughs> in between those times when we got to the hotel. I, I think, think Duke was going know. out Saturday. Yeah. Night. For sure. You know, he Duke was. was going out for a little bit. He didn't want his pants to get yeah. dirty. <laughs> so what do you got a bag with you when you go out? You got on. I don't know. You man. got on white slacks and pack a bag with another pair of white slacks. Hey, it got to a point, Seth, where I had to I had to make sure I got a tailor. I couldn't bring that Penn State blue blazer with khaki slacks on that plane anymore oh, because of Lewis, Jarvis, Larry. Yeah, oh, it was rough coming on that rough. I, mean, I mean, like, <laughs> man, they would, I mean, they would surveil you from head to toe, man, <laughs> head to toe. I never will forget Terry Kirby. You and Terry came in. Yeah, here. same year. So, Terry, I mean, uh, David Griggs had already warned Terry about, yo, man, make sure your wardrobe is right. So, Terry <laughs> orders about 10 or 12 suits, so they bring the suits to camp, and he pulls them out of his Pulls them out of the bag and he's hanging them up in the locker and he's putting these shoes that he's got to match the suits. And man, he pulled out this pair of brown shoes <laughs> and we called, I called him at the time, crocodiles. That's like, when he brought that up. Like fake crocodiles. Because the heel of the shoe was in the front. <laughs> what? In the back of the heel, in the back of the shoe declined. So as opposed to the heel being in the back and the front declined, the back. The heel was in the front and the back declined. Man, we killed him. Oh, we killed him. He got rid of those shoes so quick. We killed him. He's still scarred to this day because oh. when he was in the fish tank, the first thing he brought up was the fucking Because <laughs> he still got, he still has them. <laughs> he still, he still has them. He just ain't wearing them back on the right. plane. Oh, why do you think TK's wearing them? <laughs> I don't know. To his gym. But I, I don't understand. They had the heel in the in front. In the front. So, so remember the strength shoes when guys were trying to increase right, their vertical. Right. Like it was like that. Right. It was. It, it was. It almost looked like that calf shoe where you would walk. Yep. The with the big, shoes. Right, right, yeah. right. So that's what he had. That's what he had. The crocodile. Crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You scarred that man. So you and you and Jarvis were in Florida together. But yeah. Then you know Jarvis in '98 got drafted by the Dolphins. In '88 80, got drafted yep. by the Dolphins. Yep. Second round. Then you joined him again when Miami the following yep. year, the first round pick. Matter of fact, when when the '80 before the '89 draft came, Jarvis, like you said previously in '88, he had got drafted second round here. And when he came back uh, after his 88 season, he came back and he said, hey, Lou, you know, if you're on the board when the Dolphins draft, they're going to get you. I was like, you got to be kidding. He was like, I'm telling you right now. He said, imagine that. I was like, man, you know the fucking fun we had. <laughs> and, and and it happened, and we got here, and, you know, Jarvis knew everybody, and he knew everything, but the jokes just continued from college. <laughs> like, like, Jarvis Like was, you guys never left. Right. Like, they used to – Jarvis' nickname – was Mr. Umock, which was U-M-O-C. It, was, it stood for the ugliest man on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! So, that's what they call You Jarvis do not want to be Mr. Umock. At, at the University of Florida. So when Ooh. he got here, oh, you know the jokes continue because, you know, Jarvis had that flat nose like a catfish. <laughs> oh, man. And, but he could joke. You know he could joke, yes, too. He I could. mean, he would. Could he take it? Oh, oh, he could take it because oh, oh. he could give it so well. Oh. Well, you have to. But you there's guys, to, yeah. there's guys who oh, have man. that big spoon and that little tiny bowl. Hey, they they intimidated me, man. I was for one, they intimidated me as a secondary, as well, a wide receiver. Lou, yeah. at, Lou at 6'2", 225 at, at safety. They don't they don't do that anymore. They don't make them like that anymore. And, and sideline to sideline, you know, it was uh, it was intimidating already. I'm glad he was on my team. I bet. Put it that way. I'm I lucky bet. to have Lou on my team. But just just talking to him, walking by him in the locker room, I think that was just as intimidating because you never knew 
what was going to come out of their mouth, man. Now, did you ever try and so in, in Davy the way it was all split up? You know, there were certain guys that they wouldn't cut through the weight through the weight room. They'd walk around the back and they because they were trying to avoid certain sections. Did they have that at St. Thomas or were you just stuck? I was only in St. Thomas for one camp. One, yeah, one, oh, one okay, minute camp. One camp. So yeah, I got and, the I got the big place. You know, right after right away. And how away, terrible so. was St. Thomas? Oh man! I mean, when I came out of <laughs> University of Florida. And they brought me off the plane from Miami Airport. And they pulled me up to St. Thomas University. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, yo, like, what is this? And I walked in the weight room, and I saw so much dust <laughs> on the on the weights and I was and, and with the with chicken wire. Oh, was I was like, this is a professional football team. I'm you like, made it to the bigs, Lou. I'm like, how the fuck did they win two Super Bowls? Oh, Lifting no. these weights. Well, it had been a minute. <laughs> well, it was those weights. That was the problem. That's it the was problem. exactly yeah. those weights. Hey. Fifteen years old. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that forty five pound plate had so much rust on it, it was really like sixty five pounds. <laughs> So you was lifting way more shit than you thought you was. John Gamble was lying to you. You was getting so strong and you didn't even know it. Yeah, Junior was the was oh, a strength training oh. coach, right? Oh yeah, Junior Wade. Junior, oh man, Junior oh, Wade. Nobody yeah. listened to Junior Wade. <laughs> no one. I mean, you just did whatever the hell you wanted to do workout wise. Yeah. Junior, was, yeah, he's a nice guy, but he yeah he he didn't get much up. I guess he got some respect, but nobody really paid attention to what right. he was talking about. Right. So you came I in mean, with your own workout plan. Well, I mean, there were like knowledge machines in there and stuff. Like he said, yeah. he came from Florida, you know, University of Florida. We got all the freeways oh, and man. all the nice the you know, facilities. Room. Yeah. yeah you but gotta, you go to that, it's like, what is this? Right. I mean, I, when I, I swear the weight room was about no bigger than about 1,300, 1,400 square feet. <laughs> I mean, at Florida, I'm, I was looking at, you know, 6,000 square feet of this gym and machines. I get the I get the St. Thomas training camp and I'm like, what is this? Like <laughs> the, the the leg the leg extension machine is crooked, so you you leaning on the side trying to do leg extensions and <laughs> the, you really working your o, OT band as opposed to your quad muscle. <laughs> You know, Lou, speaking of St. Thomas, I remember hearing a story about uh, one of your cars. Oh, my one. Oh, oh wait, wait, was oh. it with corn? No, it was Jimmy. Jimmy, you, you Jimmy, Car Jimmy, Car Jimmy, Car Jimmy Car Wash. Jimmy Car Wash. That's right. Jimmy That's Car right. Wash. So I go, <laughs> I get drafted by my, my, my rookie. I, I buy this, this slant nose Porsche out of. Out of Chicago, it was a Gimbala 911 slant nose. It had the big fishtail in the back, the vents in the front. So I pull up, I pull it to camp, and I tell Jim, I say, "Hey, Jimmy, need you to wash my car." He's like, "Okay, I'm. I mean, it's parked, so you don't have to move my car." <laughs> so we get, we go to practice, we get out of practice, we shower, we watch some film, and all of a sudden, says we hear this big ass fucking noise, like boom. Oh no! So all the cats just run out, run out the locker room because everyone wants to know whose car it was. <laughs> It's my car. Oh, the shit. fucking whole tail is off the back. He's sitting there, hand in his <laughs> head in his hand. I don't know what happened. I was like, "What the fuck did you do?" But he still <laughs> and he had that high pitched voice, right? Yeah, but he still charged me for the car wash. <laughs> no, he didn't. Twenty thousand dollars in damage on my car, and he still charged me for a car wash. <laughs> Jimmy had to get his money always. Jimmy but that was wasn't the paid. only car. And he would not give you your keys back. A couple weeks after that, <laughs> we in the locker room watching film again. And then, and then and watch a film after practice, and we hear this screeching noise like, <laughs> we run outside again. It's Richmond's where a brand new 5 Series BMW jumped the curb, knocked down the, the practice fence, 
Donut, donut <laughs> patterns out in the middle of the field. On the field. On the middle of the field. And it was Jimmy. And it was Jimmy again. <laughs> How did Jimmy get to Davey then? After hey, that? I don't How know. How did he get? I don't know. I mean, he must. <laughs> and nobody warned me about his driving oh, habits. He had a long run, yeah, too, man. man. Oh, yeah. man. And he still charged Richmond Webb, too. <laughs> Well, he had to pay back. I wonder if he got charged to fix uh, that field. No, no. I mean, he he was just sitting in the car. With <laughs> oh, everybody man. run outside, especially Mark. Mark Clayton was going crazy. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker <laughs> sitting in the car crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jimmy was what, about 5'2", had that high-pitched yeah, voice. Yeah, man. Oh, Jimmy man. Jimmy did, did a great job on those cars, though. Oh, the but cars he would out. fuck up Ricky. some cars. I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy must have been drinking on the job or something. Oh, oh man. Who doesn't want to get an edge over Vegas and the books? Well, give yourself a shot and download the BetQL app. BetQL is the only mobile app that puts all the important research you need to make smart bets in one place. With BetQL, you can easily see how the lines have moved. And this app gives you access to public betting trends in real time so you can see which side the public favors. BetQL's powerful algorithm gives users value bets of the day based off of detailed recent and historical trends. You can also calculate your return on your picks and track them throughout the day the best part of it all you can download betql for free from your apple or android device now look i should not make a habit of telling you to pause your podcast but as soon as i'm done telling you about betql you need to pause it because if you're looking to be informed when you're making those bets visit your app store or google play right now or head to betql.co to download the only app you need to outsmart vegas betql is brought to you by the creators of rotoql the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. And of course, RotoQL is also available for free for download on both your Apple and Android devices. BetQL. Get the app now. You know, Lou, you talk about Clayton. You know, you came in there and you guys, you guys had to go against Clayton and Duper and, and Marino. How was that as a, as a young safety, first of all, coming man, in the league? Man, when you in college and you saw these cats, man, um, you watching Danny through them, they, you know, they they lighten up the scoreboard. So you get there, you, you are, I mean, you're in awe of Anything, Marino, Clayton, Duper, off it all. You see these cats, but, but they're just as normal. I mean, your very first day, you don't know anybody, so you you just kind of just you just want to try to fit in as quickly as pos- possible, get acclimated, you know, get things down. But these guys were so. I mean, when you walk into, you would just think everybody would be professional. It's the most fun. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what I miss most yeah. about professional sports. It's the camaraderie and the fun and shit that you have. I mean, when it was time to practice and game, that's one thing. But the best times you had was locker room, the traveling and shit. That was some of the funniest shit in the world. Yeah. Like, I had never seen anything like that. Like, Duper, as talented as Duper was, Duper was the laziest dude. <laughs> Duper, oh, man, trying to make weight. I'm, man, you, now they was charging a $500 a pound for every pound that you were overweight. Yep. Duper gets out of practice on Wednesday. We we get weighed on Thursday. Duper's already 10 pounds overweight. Oh, damn. Already 10 pounds overweight for practice on Thursday. Right. I said, dude, what you going to do? Dude say, man, shit, I don't know. I'm going to stay here all night. I said, dude, here's what you do. Go get you a couple bottles of red wine. Drink you some wine. Don't, I say, after 6 o'clock, don't eat anything. Just drink you some red wine. It's going gonna, it's gonna to dry you out. I said, when you come in for you for weigh-in tomorrow, if you're overweight, I'm going to pay you poundage. Duper came in. He made it by four ounces. 
Damn. Four wow. ounces. Yeah, now, man. he stayed that night. Got well, you in put the steam five room. grand on the right. deal. That's a lot of faith he, he had. He put a, you know, he, he was in the steam room, the hot tub, and he drank the wines. He said he drank two bottles of wine. Stupid was catching cramps all next day. He, he couldn't even practice, but he made weight. He made weight. <laughs> he made weight. He was too. He was too dehydrated to practice. Oh man, hey, that, that's the thing. That making weight, man. I never had that problem. You never had that problem, did you? No, dude? no, no. Never had a weight problem. But no. you sat. You were over there by the scale in the in the oh, new yeah. facility. Oh yeah. Oh watching, yeah. Watching oh, those yeah. dudes sweating. Oh getting man. Butt naked on the scale. Oh, keep Sim. Keep Sim. Oh, keep keep Sim. The Richmond Web. They come in. They they they, they get weighed after practice. One's 12 pounds overweight, one's 14 pounds overweight. <laughs> At 500 a pound. At $500 a pound. Oh, man. And they weigh you every day until you make your weight. So they keep deducting every way, every day until you make your weight. Making so a fortune. They come back Thursday, one's 19 pounds overweight. <laughs> Going the, the wrong way. The other one's 20 pounds overweight. Bobby Monica walks out of the <laughs> out of the equipment room. He's laughing his ass off. Bobby said, what the fuck did y'all eat last night? Spaghetti and bowling balls? (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh my God. Oh, man, we cried. We cried. So it seems like you just found whatever place you could hang out where you could just get on people was was front row seat for you. Anywhere. That was the team when when you weren't practicing. I mean, you you're there all day. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can only be serious for so long. Right. You're there all day, so we found light of everything. I mean, in, in anything, anything. Spaghetti Mark Higgs, you know, uh, you know how David <laughs> David Griggs used to get on Higgy. Oh my God. Oh man, Higgy was digging with this. This is the story Higgy told me personally. He was like, yo, Lou, I was dealing with this girl. I knew she was married, but she was so fine that I had to get with her. So the girl is at Higgy's house. Her husband comes to Higgy's house with a gun. Now, me, mind you, Higgy has three guns in his house. The guy comes to Higgy's front door. Higgy runs out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> he, wanted no he runs out of his own house. Who does that? Where they do that at? <laughs> He, hey, he gave Higgy. Higgy had a hard time oh, with you, bro. Oh, That's Higgy, important. Higgy had a hard time with all of us. <laughs> with all of us. Higgy, John Saxon. Oh, my God. Eddie Blake. <laughs> Eddie Blake. That's a great name. Earthquake. <laughs> Earthquake. Man. Oh, my it God. Was, it, was, it was tough, man. It was, it, hey, Lou, nobody caught a break in that locker room. Yeah. I, did, you didn't get on Danny at all, did you, about anything, did you? No, we never got on Danny. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, but nobody was off limits. Right. Nobody was off limits. Not even Coach Shuler. You know, we would kill Coach Shuler. <laughs> everybody would kill Coach Shuler. Yeah. So give us an example. I mean, everybody that's been on here has talked about how he was the most intimidating man they'd ever met. Was this maybe a shift? Was he starting to get to a different stage of his life? No, or? I mean, he was still intimidating, and, you know, he, he still demanded and, and commanded a lot of respect. But at the same time, he did funny shit, too. Like, he would scratch his balls. <laughs> You know, and then put his hands on your clothes, like, you know, like, I mean, like, just, like, incessantly scratch his balls, like, you know, for minutes, or, like, and you'd be like, look, man, you're going to put your nuts on your hand on my shirt. And you call him out. No, nah, I'd be like, hey, coach, you just scratch your balls, you're going to put your hand on my shoulder. And But he was standing, the juice knows that yeah. he was standing in front of, the, in, in front the of me. The whole team. And, like, cuff it, like, he cuff his nuts. Like, I, I was like, yo, he ain't even got no more skin on his balls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what would his response be? I mean, like a lot of times he didn't even know we were joking at him, and then when they would joke right at him, like David Fry, I remember one time saying, 
yo, get your hands off of them stinking ass balls. <laughs> He's like, hey, what did you say, David? What? That? Huh? Everybody's laughing. He wanted to know what we were laughing at. I mean, but but shoes was a piece of work. He was funny when he was funny, but when he was serious, you knew he was serious. You know, Lou, I want to talk about you talk about Shula. I want to talk about the '92 team you guys had on defense with you, oh, Grigo, Troy Vincent, Marco came in, JB Cock, yeah. JB, all those guys. Man, that was one hell of a defense. Oh boy! But then we got banged up though. I, I know I got I went down after the indie game playing that Sunday night with the uh, cracked bone in my foot. I mean, we were like nine and two at that time, right. Juice, and we lost every game after that like right. in a row i mean we were one more game we get home field advantage throughout the playoffs and couldn't win again we don't even make the playoffs i mean that was so much talent on uh, b cox marco coleman troy vincent jb man we had a squad Loaded. we had a squad we did off and, it all yeah we had a squad and with some offensive talent so that's the team oh, yeah. i think that oh, probably yeah. under team more than any dolphin more team. than anything i yeah. was i was oh man that was that was upsetting play buffalo at home up at halftime, we come out, and right away, you know, kick off. They, they get the ball running in zone, get the ball again, offense running in zone. At that point, it was – it was, Yeah. Was, you don't, I, you I don't, hate to bring up bad memories, yeah, girl. Man, he was just enjoying uh, no, himself, I'm Jesus. running straight down, didn't I? Man, you go from oh, – You need man. a minute, Lou? <laughs> no, you know what's the saddest part about it, Seth? Because you never get those opportunities again. Oh, you're so, right. You think you are. But you never get those opportunities again. They're so. fleeting. But that's interesting advice, right? And 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 typically, it, well, certainly you hear it from guys who've retired. But even players who are the veteran guys, they have that perspective because they've seen those opportunities that are missed. Slip away. Yeah. They slip yeah. away, man. And they can't never, get them back. You think they're going to be back next week yeah. or next season? They may not ever come back. Right. Yeah. Ask Danny about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, you know, before, I want, I, I got a question. 12-minute run. I, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff <was> Cross. <laughs> Jeff Cross. <laughs> <laughs> now, Juice could really juice yeah, could run that. just boy. <laughs> run all day. Oh, man. I just boy. couldn't run fast. Lou was trying to teach me how to run fast. I can go all day, but I just boy, couldn't go could, fast. Boy, he came out <laughs> in that 12-minute run as a rookie. I mean, he kicked everybody's ass. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that Lifford Hobley is going to win this 12-minute run because he always did. He was the right? guy who Lifford. Yeah. And Lifford was a smoker. Now, I had never seen professional <laughs> athletes smoke cigarettes after practice. <laughs> well, we just had John Bockery's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Juice comes, and I, I'm like, okay, Lifford's going to be there. Man, Juice ran circles around Lifford. I was like, yo. Yeah. They and, told me to run with Lifford. I said, if you want to pass this test, stay with Lifford. Like, right. You know, I got to a point where I'm like, this is this pace isn't good enough. Wow. <laughs> the pace just wasn't good enough. And man. he was the guy. He, he was, was the, the 12-minute yeah, champion. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't built for that distance. Nah, no, I wasn't, no, no, I wasn't built for distance. But that Jeff Cross, <laughs> Jeff Cross, for running with the line for a lineman, he could run distance. But on this day, 12-minute run, I don't know what happened to Jeff. Jeff was like, yeah, I'm going to do probably six-plus laps. One lap, probably like a lap and a third <laughs> of a lap. We looked <laughs> after he went around the first cone, he, he runs a lap and comes around the first cone and we see him with his hands like he's hanging on a cross. He was hanging on the fence and the trainers run over there like, what happened? What's wrong with you? See my back locked up. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, boy, we fell out left. Oh my god, he didn't even get around for a second no, lap. No, he didn't even get the one and a half lap. Oh man, <laughs> that twelve minute run. It was a monster. That, that frightened a lot of people, man. I, Duper, 
Oh, Higgs. Duke, Duke never made it. Duke never made it. Higgy never made it. Never made it. Higgy, oh, Higgy couldn't make no. it? Oh, man. That, that, that test right there. I'll tell man. you one of the funniest stories about Higgy, right? This was 91 juice. When did you get there? 93. Okay, okay. This was before you. Higgy, they, we bring in Mark Higgs. He, he comes from, uh, from, the, uh, from the Cardinals. I mean, he's, he's been there for a few weeks. So we're getting ready to go into the playoffs. We got Kansas City the first round. And Tony Nathan was a running backs coach. So Tony tells Higgy, as soon as we get out to practice, he says, hey, hey, Mark, I'm just, you know, player to player. They go cut you out to practice. Higgy say, huh? What doubt? <laughs> what, doubt? <laughs> what, what doubt? What <laughs> doubt? So, yeah, they're going to they gonna release you after practice. They gonna, they, we need to bring in somebody else on the, for the first playoff game. We get down to the last player practice, and which was like one-on-one drills. Like the receivers would go against the defensive backs and the running backs will go against the linebackers. The last play of practice, Mark Higgs runs an out route, maybe eight yards, and you hear this loud scream. Ah! 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 <laughs> Trainers run out on the field. I can't move. I can't. I can't move, Doc. Doc, Doc, I can't move, Doc. Oh, God, Doc. They take him in the locker room, Juice. They put him on the table. Practice is over. We come in there. He's got ice on his whole left leg, front and back. We come in there, Jarvis goes in there, Jarvis say, Higgy, you okay? Higgy does like this. He winks his eye. <laughs> I got them, dog. I got them. They thought they was going to get me today, dog. But I got them. I got them. <laughs> oh, man. The impersonation he alone. He timed that perfectly. Oh, I my mean, God. because if he hadn't, after practice, he was going to be cut. He was going to be off the team. So he was waiting for that moment. Man, the very last play, he fakes like he pulls a hamstring, so they got it. They couldn't cut him at that point. So he was on the team. <laughs> he was like, I got them, dog. Hey, he was there for a, oh, a few years yeah, after, that. after that. He got through after like that. 95 or after five that. or six more years after oh, that yeah. hamstring oh, leg yeah. pull. <laughs> Go for Higgy. That is classic. So now, Lou, you said you weren't built for distance, but one of my all-time favorite Lewis Oliver memories was against the Bills. He had three interceptions that day. Yeah, yeah. But you took one, the distance, and you were going to ride them Buffaloes all the way home. I, I will never forget that. October the fourth. Uh, yeah, and neither will you apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That no, was, that I was special. I woke man. up that day, man. I woke up that day and I told uh, our defensive back coach Mel Phillips. I said, I said, Mel, I said I had a dream last night. I'm gonna get three interceptions today. He said, Lou, we're gonna need every one of them because you know Buffalo, Buffalo was man. Sure. kicking our ass every time they caught us. And I woke up that day and I just felt like I was like, yo, okay, I'm gonna get three. And then so I you got, really had that dream. Yeah, no, this is true. No, this is true story. This is true. I I sat there and I was like, I said, I'm going to score my first touchdown. I'd never scored a touchdown, even in middle school, high school, really, college, none of that. Wake up, I get the first interception. And then when I get the second one, that's the one that took 103. And then I got the third one, probably like two series after that. And we took that one about 77. And, and we, we we won that. Ran out of gas yeah, a little bit. Oh, dude. Dude. That's where that distance showed up. Dude. Dude. I could sprint all day, but that distance, like me, I got that distance. Like, if you had me run for three miles, I ain't built for that. Not, <laughs> not for time. Now, I'm going to make it, but no, you like Juice, Juice probably going to do a, a 5K. Probably, I think he's going to do about seven, six and a half minutes, seven minutes. He's going to be there in about 18, 20 minutes. That's about right. 
What was? That's what you said. Yeah, I'm going to do that in 30 minutes. <laughs> 30, I'm about a 10-minute 10 10 mile. mile, man. <laughs> I'm about a 10-minute mile. So those those interceptions yeah. were in Buffalo as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, he was going to ride him all the way yeah. home. And that's yeah. one of the best places to, to play oh, on the man. road and get a win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I never never will forget, before we go in the locker room, Brian Cox, he, he, he pees in a cup. He pees in a cup on the sideline. <laughs> and I was like, B. Cox, what you going to do with that pee? He said, I'm going to throw this in one of the motherfuckers' face. <laughs> So we walk, we walk, after the game's over, we going, and this Buffalo fans are screaming, hey, Cox, you suck. The guy leans over the rail, hey, Cox, you suck. And all you can hear at that moment was, Puh, Puh, that's P, that's P. He threw P in my mouth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you know that story? I had no idea. Oh, man. No idea. I know he didn't like the Buffalo oh, fans. He I knew he it. threw some middle fingers up no. in Buffalo. <laughs> he peed in the cup. I mean, on the sideline. I'm like, Cox, I said, B. Cox, what you doing? He said, I'm going to throw this piss in one of the motherfuckers. I say, are you serious? Man, we walking through the, tunnel, through the tunnel. The dude screaming at Brian. Face full of piss. Mouth <laughs> full of piss. Oh, man. I'd have been looking for Brian after the game. Oh, oh. you have to. Oh, I would have been looking for him after the game. Yeah, I have oh, to. B. Cox had some uh, epic, oh. epic days in Buffalo. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. oh, what yeah. a great teammate, though. I don't man. Know, that could be any more epic oh, than a, that, he's a, though. He's a great teammate, oh, we'll though, give, man. We'll give you the shirt off of his yeah, back. He was, man. But, and the piss out of his cup. <laughs> <laughs> but when I tell you a little off, off of his rockers, oh, he was off of his rockers. Yeah. That B. Cox was he, yeah, he, he was. was a player though. I love that team, a... man. I love that oh, defense, boy. man. That oh, was boy. that was that was oh. some fun stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Coming in and, and working with those guys, man. I, you have no choice but to get better or get cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was that was fun. That defense was great. So speaking of that, and that was the other question I wanted to ask. And it's interesting, especially in in the eighties and the heyday of Danny and the Marks brothers, and then that became kind of a trend around the league. You had all the little, you know, the little receivers. And if you look at safeties today, Juice, yeah, guys who are 5'11", 190 pounds. I mean, you you and Steve Atwater are the two guys that jump out at me, and they were fucking thumpers, man. Like yeah. this. And so what was that like being your size, really the size of linebackers these days, yeah. and you got all these tiny little receivers? I mean, what, what was that like for you even in practice and certainly extending over to games? Um, I mean, when I played, I mean, coming out of college, I mean, everything, it was more – you had a more balanced of offensive tack right. with, with teams. I mean, they would run the ball sometimes more than they even threw the ball. Now it's just a gun show. It's just a, yeah. it's a it's an aerial attack. So you had the guys. I mean, we Jerry Rice and Andre Rising and Mike Irvin and those guys when we was, we were coming out. I mean, when you were safety, I mean, guys like Juice them. It's kind of hard when you. With just squatting down, just squatting down <laughs> from 6th Street to, to yes, try to right. get to their level. That's right. You know, it's a little difficult. So when you're long and tall and then you got, you know, an extra 40 pounds on you, you know, that it makes it a little tough. But uh, in, in practice, man, them guys, were, I mean, they were receivers. They, they were supposed, I felt like they were supposed to win. But if you caught that ball, then I felt like then that's when, <laughs> that's when I shine. You shined on the little route, stopping and going, cutting and that's when the receiver shine. My thing was, I'm gonna shine when you catch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take all that shine that you had after that you catch it, and I'm gonna try to 
bury your ass in the ground. And that's what Lou did a lot of times, too. Like, you talk about the one-on-ones earlier. He used to go out there and, and guard wide receivers, you know, during the one-on-one period just to get better. Yeah. Really? You know, to work his craft that way. Because if he can guard us, then the tight ends he's right, going to be facing, right. or the running back right. he's going to be facing, that's nothing right there. You know, Those guys, were, man, I mean, I, when, you, when, you look, when you look at the receivers now, like, I look at the, I look at the game now, I'll be like, how could, how could I fit into today's game? Like, with the with the physicality that I, it'd be hard. Like I would never make, a, I would never get a check. Right, playing for free. You, you know, I mean, it's gonna be flag football pretty soon, which is so sad for me. Like, how do you stop physicality? You can't. You know, they want to tell you when when you tackle a guy, you're gonna use your face in your head. Come on, man, stop, stop. I mean, and what about the body weight thing they're talking about now, Lou? You know, I mean, you can't land with all your body weight on quarterbacks. How is that possible to contort? Is that a word? Listen, listen, listen. How do you stop your – I'm not looking – I'm when I hit you, I'm trying to hit you to stop you. I don't give a fuck where I hit you to stop you. Right. That's, what, that's what, how I was taught to play football. This today where I got to have my head up, you know, I can't, I can't put my shoulder down. I can't put my – what? That's what's, that's what's killing the league. That's what's killing the league. Like Clay Matthews, I'm looking at him – Go at quarterbacks. This guy's right on. He got you in his grass. He's going now, and you call a fifteen-yard penalty. Like yeah. picture perfect form, everything about it. And then we just saw the Dolphins lose a defensive They're lineman. Trying to avoid, right? They're trying, trying to, to avoid. avoid. Yeah. Did you see where Carr said, "I wish, I wish he landed, landed on, on me yeah. instead of blowing his knee Dude, out"? I'm, no, you wouldn't have William to. Hayes. You wouldn't have to wish that for me because I'm trying to tear your ass up. I don't care what the penalty is. I let the team deal with that. Right. I'm gonna play football. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough yeah, ball game yeah, for us. That's all. It's gotten worse and worse for secondary and defensive guys, man. <laughs> and I wish I played in the league the way the rules oh, are oh, now. I'd be just oh, running free oh, all day, man. Juice, you may get 200 catches in, from what you were what yeah, you, you exactly right. You get right. 200 catches. And Danny's 7,000-plus right, yards. Right. It, <laughs> all day. All day, man. Yeah. Turn the clock back, Lou. Oh, man. <laughs> for oh. us, not for you. <laughs> oh, Turn boy. it back for us, oh, man. man. Uh, Lou, you know, from the field, you know, we know about uh, your club life, man. You know, as a promoter. <laughs> I mean, I know you you were instrumental in putting club live the way it is right now. Hey, man, you know, I've been doing this juice about as long as I was, you know, since I, was, I got drafted here. I, I started doing uh, promotional parties and all that stuff since – 1990, 1990 on the beach, and 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 uh, you know it's been great from you know especially now with Club Live at at the Fountain Blue, probably one of the top five biggest parties in the world. That's right. You know, I mean we we get all the big names there. I mean you name them, we get them. It's just been a blessing. It's just uh it, it's it's great. It's fun. Uh, you know I enjoy it. You know I'm I'm a people's person, so yeah. I like people. I like fun. I like living. Like laughing. You know that. So. But how did you fall into that scene? I mean, what what made you decide, you know, we heard what nightclub life is like in Gainesville, or at least <laughs> with, with Jane. I did, but you weren't part of it then, though. I didn't even go out in Gainesville. Yeah, neither did I, which is really sad. I'm sorry. I didn't even go out in Gainesville. But when I got here, when I got here, there wasn't a whole, like, South Beach was nowhere in what it, I mean, there was a lot of lot of elderly people down there. I mean, it was like the scenes in Miami and, and, uh, and Scarface. You know, it was that type of scene. It right. was nothing the way it is right now, um, being such an international city. So when I got there, I was like, look, I, I can't find the type of entertainment that I really want, that I like to be around. So at that point, I so just... You created it. I did, yeah, I just did a, I did a party. At that time, the first part I did was me and John Sally. John Sally had just left the Pistons. 
and come down to uh to the heat and and we did a party together on Lincoln Road at this club called Third Rail and we did about a thousand people. And I was like, whoa, this could be cool. This is off season money. Right. And that's when I started, you know, saying, okay, you know, I'm gonna do this. This is post career money. Oh yeah, you know. So and and I've been been at it ever since. A lot of good parties that live. A lot of teams have celebrated championships and live. Even some opposing teams hey, have been. Man, it's it works great for teams that come play the Heat, that come play the Dolphins, that come play the Marlins. I never will forget when the when the Raiders came here a few years ago. This was year. This had to be around about oh five oh six. I was doing a bed nightclub on the beach. Oh man, Monday and nights. The, and the Raiders come here. The Raiders came here on uh, for a Sunday night game, and at the club that night. All, the entire Raider team was there on the Saturday Rice. night before the game, or Sunday after the game. This was the, this was the Friday night. Oh. This was Friday night for a Sunday night. Oh, game. Oh, they came in early. The enti- right, oh, right. The entire you. team was at bed. Jerry Rice, you name it, the whole team. And one of my friends down there who bets a lot of football games, I say, look, I say, bet big on the Dolphins. He was like, are you crazy? I say, look, man, the entire team was at bed. The entire team, them fuckers gonna be so tired come Sunday. <laughs> Man, Miami beat the shit out of the they Raiders. Did. <laughs> my man came back. He put about a two thousand in my pocket. He was like, "Yo, Lou, I put twenty thousand on the Dolphins, and he won twenty stacks juice." Oh man! A few years ago, the gold, the Golden State Warriors come to play the Heat. The whole team is out at, at live. They call it the six man, don't they? Everyone except Steph Curry right. was at the Heat. Had really? a, at a table. Heat beat the shit out of. Him. <laughs> the six man. The Mavericks celebrated in, in oh, there too, boy. didn't they? Yeah, but they won. They, they won did. the chip. Yeah, they did. They yeah, won yeah. the chip down oh, here. They won and they, it. And they yeah. came through there and spent about three, four hundred thousand. Well, Cuban came through there and spent a hundred by himself. Man. That basketball money up. is next level. Long, that's a whole long. different deal. You win deal. that championship, man. That's, that's, what? Yeah, that's guaranteed the money. Why can't they get that NFL guaranteed yeah, money? Because dudes away. like you were hitting people and putting <laughs> them out. Putting them out in one play. That's hey, it. Man, they got to get that money, man. <laughs> so what did what did the team think if when you started this during your playing career? Because I know, I mean, even when I worked for the team, just how fearful the organization is, and how, you know, and particularly Jimmy, right? He didn't mm-hmm. want you to go out to grab a bite to eat when you went on the road and all these things, and and having the Stu Wine scenes of the world know where everybody is did they ever say hey lou like what's going down on south beach like do you need to dial this back did you ever have to deal with any of that no i did one time we was we were playing uh we made the playoff this was 90 92 eric green was there eric green was there and we were we were getting ready to go into the playoffs and i was doing a party friday night at what is now called club story at that time it was called amnesia nightclub uh-huh. <laughs> and some way coach shula found one of my flyers and he called me in his office. What the <laughs> fuck is this? We're going to the fucking playoffs. And here you got a party. If I hear anybody was at that party, I guarantee they'll be off this team. <laughs> I go back in the locker room. Eric Green was like, what's up, Lou? I said, man, somebody, Coach Shula found a flyer for the party Friday night. He said, if anybody goes, he's getting rid of him. Eric Green said, well, fuck, I better pack my bags right now. He said, because I'm going. He said, because I'm going. I said, well, if you going, the party. I'm going. Because I had already had my staff there. I didn't need to be there. But since Eric was going, I wasn't going to let him go. And I, and I went and came and came back home. And then I made it to practice at 9 a.m. Eric didn't make it to practice at 9 a.m. Oh. He didn't even. Oh, he, he came to, to the walkthrough practice <laughs> when Coach Shula called the team up to dismiss us. <laughs> he was walking onto the field. Oh my God! I mean, he, yeah. Oh man, everybody kept asking, "Where was? It? Where's Eric Green?" Eric and Coach came to me. He was like, "Did you go to that party?" I said, "Coach, I ain't go to the party." 
ain't gonna. <laughs> but my I, 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 I grind my right. ass off. Hey, right. I was. No, I knew, no camera I knew, phones, yeah, no social I, media. No, There's no, no way you can track that. that. So you can't I'm, track I'm, that shit. I'm thankful like shit of that. Like, yo, because we had social media back then, dude. You know how much trouble we be. Oh my god. Especially in amnesia. What? Amnesia was that spot. Oh man. I mean, if you're naming the club amnesia, it was a reason. I told him I forgot. That's why I didn't know who was there. <laughs> that is too funny. That's good stuff, man. Too funny. Now, how much did you ever, you know, cater thing, Juice? So know, excuse course, us for a moment. But so when Nat Moore was here, he talked to us about really Nat and the nightclub scene. That was a whole second career, really a yeah. first career. He yeah. said that's where he really yeah. made his money. Yeah. Did you guys ever have that conversation as oh, you were yeah. getting into the scene? Oh, yeah. I was telling him, he was like, hey, you know what, Lewis? You know, I did the same thing. The same thing, the things that you're doing now. I started Big Daddy and, and all that. In Flanagan, I was like, okay. I, because when I got here, like Luther Campbell, Luke, Luke had yeah. already told me Nat was one. Nat that, got him yeah, started. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty much how I got into uh, nightlife and entertainment. Interesting. Stuff, so man. who's your Luther Campbell? Luke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you yeah, know everybody, yeah. yeah. I tell Luke all the time, man. I was like, yo, dude, if it wouldn't have been for you, I, I wouldn't have been in I wouldn't have been in the entertainment. That's no. good stuff, man. No, I, so. I appreciate you for yeah. sure, man. Because I me, me as a young jit, man, the club life was unbelievable okay. down here, man. And you know, coming from Ohio and Penn State and coming down here to play ball and to be able to kick it. It's this not is, it's not easy for young th- cats. Right. Man. This is not the place for people who can't contain and control themselves. Yeah. Right. If you ask Eric Green, apparently, man, right. man, yeah. if you if you can't discipline yourself enough, this place is not for you. It, because there's some place to go all day, every day, all night, every night, and it's fucking packed. And always. And there's women everywhere with no clothes on. And if you can't handle that, then you're gonna have a lot of pro- you're gonna have a lot of problems, a lot of issues, and a lot of cats can't. I so, think that's been a big problem, Lou. A lot of like you think about free agents that come down here that don't pan out. They got a lot of money, a oh, lot of time. Oh and, man, in South man. Beach, you know, yeah, South Florida. South, period. Yeah. Juicy, you don't even have to go to a club. That's the thing about South Florida. You can go to a restaurant yeah. and it's popping. You can go to Prime One Twelve on a Friday night. Listen. It's the it's a happening scene. You can go anywhere. Walk through walk through the mall. Walk on Lincoln Road. Walk on South Beach. Walk on Las Olas. Go to Aventura Mall. It's nuts over there. Yeah, what you the restaurant you promoted? Was it on Sunday night? The uh, Forge. The Forge. The Forge. That was my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That and, was and <laughs> any night of, of week. Yeah, man. a lot of guys they can't handle this. They can't really like Demetrius Underwood. I remember that guy coming oh, here. Well, he had a lot of issues. Lawrence Phillips and yeah, a lot know, of issues. So yeah. many guys. Not, it's not like, right for some people. They, yeah, it's, they need to be in Green Bay or oh, Buffalo Green or someplace Bay, yeah, like that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he nodded his head and said, "Alaska might be." Good place. place man. So now, has the team ever asked you to come in in these days and say talk to these young guys and 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 give them that speech? Because I think, well, now I don't know how you get a guy to say, okay, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Lou, let me not go down and, and find all that stuff. But it seems to me that when they do kind of that symposium and the things for the young guys to have a veteran say, look, I've made a career in this space, but it ain't for everybody. No, I mean, I've I've, I've never been invited by the team to talk to them. Uh, they don't want you passing out the flyers <laughs> um, on that particular subject, but right. you know they. Have have brought me in to talk about real estate because I right. do mm-hmm. buy a lot of and, and invest in a lot of real estate and a lot of properties here. So, I mean, that's really what I do pretty much six days a week. That one day a week, Sunday, is at live, but the other six days a week is all real estate. I mean, these guys know. I mean, you can you can look at examples. You see what's going on. I mean, so. Yeah, but it continues to happen. So I, I wonder it, if. That's because guys don't think that it can happen to them. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, Drew, so October is here, and in my mind, that means only one thing. It is almost time for my favorite event of the year, and no big surprise, but it's an O.J. McDuffie party. Hey, you know it, Big Seth. The 17th Annual Signature Grand Ghoul presented by Calvin Giordano and Associates will take place on Monday, October 29th, and once again, benefits 211 Broward, an amazing charity. They are amazing, Juice, and so is the ghoul. Yeah, no doubt. We are transforming the Signature Grand into a 100,000-square-foot mansion for the sickest Halloween costume party in South Florida. And this costume party is for the grown folk, big not people. the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. big people or big kids, I Correct. guess. We're talking open bar, amazing food, dancing, silent auction, and of course, contests and prizes for the most incredible costumes. Speaking of which, right. since you've asked me to co emcee the event with you this year, DJ Preach and I cannot defend our title because we killed it last you year. You always kill it, Seth, but I know you'll still represent. You know I go hard for Halloween, and since the fish tank will be all up in the ghoul, as will a bunch of other hosts from our Five Reasons Sports family, let's do a little something special for the listeners. Yeah, you know what? Let's give away a couple tickets to the goal. No doubt. So what we need you to do is post a photo in your all-time greatest Halloween costume, tag your favorite Five Reasons Sports podcast, and use the hashtag DiveIntoTheGhoul. And the top four costumes will have a chance to win two tickets to the Signature Grand Ghoul on that October 29th. For more information on how you can join OJ and me at the Signature Grand Ghoul, visit 211-Broward.org. That's 211-Broward.org. And call 954-390-0493 and ask for Tracy. Big Seth, you said there was construction going on in the building and that it might affect our show, but I didn't think it would bleed into this recording of Lou Oliver. Yeah, man, it's a real shame. We had some technical difficulties. First time in Fish Tank history, but unfortunately we lost some great stuff from Lewis Oliver at the end of that interview. Yeah, I tell you what, we're going to have to get him back, but we got some great stuff coming their way no matter what. Man, those stories on the plane were priceless. <laughs> not, not to do a cheap radio teaser here on, on the show, but they were really good. So you're right. If you can get Lou back in the studio, we would love to have him. Special thanks. Thanks, of course, to DJ Preach. Can't blame this one on him. Nah. Wasn't his fault. <laughs> this technical issue was not uh, not his fault. Certainly our partners, Planet Protein has been with us. They've been amazing and uh, also keeping me from getting too hungry during right. the show. Uh, of course, BetQL, giving everybody that great information and everybody else that supported the show. I'm looking forward to the ghoul, my man. That's it. The ghoul's going to be amazing. No doubt. Thanks for diving in. Salah. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, man, this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank, Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins Tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie 
Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphin fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dab up in that fish.